0: december kyle happy halfway through december melissa I, I think november felt like it went like fairly quickly but i blinked and somehow we are in the middle of this month and i'm confused <laughs> the year is snowballing it really is you without know, any actual snow and that's it. Yeah, that's true um,
1: you know, it's been a cool year. We've started the year talking a lot about data and really focusing on data. And so we're going to give our last two episodes also about
0: data to kind of wrap it up bookends. I think that's smart. Just given the the weirdness of the last two years in general, I think looking, because things have been somewhat anomalous, um, you know, looking back, like going back to the data can be really, really helpful uh in, well broadly for everyone just in sort of determining what our what next steps will be but more specifically for our um, you know our club management professionals going back to the data and looking at what the numbers are telling us versus you know what crazy stories we're hearing or other anecdotes from our friends and colleagues across the country like data is actually you know it doesn't lie, right? The numbers are the numbers and there's nothing editorialized about them. So I think it's pretty fitting that we've we've done so much in the way of um, conversations around research and data this year. And it's perfect to, to end the year the way we started. So what do we have on deck this time?
1: So Kyle, we have a good problem in the industry and that's <laughs> unprecedented member interest. It's a new day for clubs and that's specifically for golf clubs. So you know, our members are anecdotally reporting they're on wait list, but you know, what do the what do the numbers say? And how do you ultimately make decisions once you reach near capacity or are running a wait list? You know, according to Club Benchmarking, which is a CMA education partner, as of May 2021, 44% of golf clubs were running a wait list. That's crazy. <laughs> yep. And even crazier, that represents a 20%
0: increase since May of 2020, which feels bonkers, again, just because of the anomalousness of the last two years. But I guess it, in a way, perhaps it makes sense, right? Because people are like, well, what can I do in a pandemic? I can be outside. (laughs) What's outside? Golf is outside. And what's, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we went to the experts
1: and we talked Mm -hmm. with Jason Becker, who's the CEO of Golf Life Navigators. And they are a company which which helps to put together prospective members with matching them with clubs. And uh, so they have a lot of great research directly from those individuals. So let's dive into that interview. Well, to give us some great insight into the discussion of wait lists and what clubs should be doing to accommodate those folks who are waiting to get into the club, we are going to talk with the CEO of Golf Life Navigators, Jason Becker. Jason, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me, I appreciate it.
1: Jason, where are you located today?
2: In Naples, Florida. Not a bad place to be in December.
1: Not at all. Like, I'm assuming nice and sunny and warm.
2: Yeah, yeah. A Little too warm though. The locals are ready for a little bit of change. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a warm year. <laughs>
1: we'll, we'll send you some uh, some cool weather up for Virginia, although it's not too bad today.
2: All
1: right. <laughs> so, Jason, tell us a little bit about this research. Who did you survey?
2: We well, we, we were starting to get a lot of questions from uh, general managers, club officials saying, we know you guys have some interesting data on what the future buyer is looking for. Have you ever asked or do you have any intelligence on how they feel about weightless?" And, you know, we're entering this new era. We've gotten to the position where the club's nearing a weightless, or there. But what's going to keep uh, buyers happy and content on that wait list? So we thought that was pretty interesting and reached out to our friends at Club Benchmarking and kind of got their perspective on what questions we should ask our database and basically sent out a, a pretty in depth survey to roughly 10,000 private club buyers who were looking to purchase in the next nine to 12 months uh, and got their sentiment on wait lists in general and. The desires that they might have should they engage with the club on a waitlist, so it was uh, it was very eye opening to see you know some of the results
1: sure so what what did you find from this data? What do new members desire as they're waiting that turn to be a full golf member?
2: I think that uh, what we found was that folks were uh, willing to go, go on the waitlist, but when we got pretty granular the questions such as, would you be willing to put 50% of the initiation down, which a lot of clubs have, as mandatory. Uh, when 82% of buyers said, no, they're not likely to unlikely to do that. That's pretty eye opening uh, for the clubs and you know how you posture that going forward. So I'm a club and kind of sitting back saying, okay, maybe we should just put 10% down or some sort of refundable option. If that helps the buyer feel a bit more comforted about the fact. Uh, I think all the buyers understand that playing ability will be limited. And with clubs these days, capacity is an issue anyway. So to add pre- preview memberships onto there would be difficult. But just access to the practice facility, social events, the, the dining facilities, that's what the, the prospective member is happy to, um, will settle for is probably the best word there.
1: So you know, you you mentioned that they they're not willing to do a fifty percent um, down payment investment. Um, you know, was it was the question asked about what percentage they'd be interested in? You know, in making.
2: Right, we didn't um, go to the next level on that. Uh, we're going to do a follow up survey in the next couple of months and to get a little more granular with those questions. But now, it, for the most part, putting any sort of deposit down and in. To be honest, I think a lot of it has to do with the housing situation, and most people that are coming into these club markets are going to combine the search with a club and a home. We know it's about 85%. So with the real estate market, the way it is today, there's not a lot of homes for sale in the communities that they're looking at. So if there's no inventory in there and they can't find a home, it's really unlikely they're going to put a deposit down on a golf membership. They're just going to look elsewhere.
1: Makes sense. So from the data, how long is someone willing to wait to become a full golf member?
2: On average, uh, nine to 12 months is about the max from what we're, what we're seeing now for most clubs that we've talked to, it it could be way longer than that, but they've developed programming where the the member in waiting has access to the different facilities and and whatnot amenities, uh, for the consumer they they're ready to go now I don't blame me I feel bad for buyers coming into a market like Scottsdale or or Naples there's no housing inventory the golf clubs for the most part are all nearing waitlist if not there you worked your entire life for this and now you can't buy anything so it's a very interesting conundrum going on in the market
1: yeah it's an interesting it's very interesting it's multifaceted and I I'd love to see um, you know, kind of with the great resignation that we're also experiencing, kind of how that all ties into it. You know, right. you, you pointed out that those folks are really, you know, they've worked their whole lives, their time time to retire, but there's not the capacity for them to maybe get the, the uh, option of choice.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: So, Jason, as you're talking to general managers and Clubmore members, you know, what suggestions do you have for them as they near, as they, get near to capacity or hit that capacity?
2: Sure. Uh, the biggest one is just don't get complacent with all the applications on your desk. I, I have a sense that um, although a lot of clubs are flushed with leads right now, for lack of a better word, that those applications or people on the waiting list could be diluted over the next year or so completely due to the housing market. And again, if there's no homes for sale in that community, um, we're seeing it every day. People are pivoting and either looking at additional markets or other communities in general. Because we know through the data, even though these are core golf enthusiasts that use our platform, the golf course is not the end-all be all. It's about the cultures and the amenities and everything that comes with it. So if they have to make a pivot to another community, they know they're still getting a golf course, but they're getting the home that they want. And they're still getting that sunshine, so um, that's probably the biggest thing that, I, that I've been telling clubs: is continue to build build pipelines. Don't stop marketing because uh, it it could the wave could hit the shore. It eventually, you know, it's to have a backup plan would be key.
1: So, Golf life Navigators has been doing this um, doing this kind of work for several years. Tell me your perspective on how, on how long you think this interest is going to last.
2: Uh, we don't see it slowing down for at least 9 to 12, maybe even 18 months, to be honest. Uh, the Our platform is unique that we get kind of a crystal ball into the future because the average consumer that uses us is about nine months out. So we're looking already into late 2022, and the demand is still very strong. Uh, budgets are increasing uh, because I think people understand that the market's changing. They're going to have to pay a little bit more from the initiation and do side and real estate for that matter. So um, that being said, as soon as we start to get an intel or feeling that the consumer is shifting in that, we'll let the industry know like we have been um, that, hey, you start to get prepared here because the, the, the demand could slow down here in the next nine months. Absolutely. But as of right now we do not see that happening.
1: Well, that's a great uh, that's a great uh near-term forecast so at least okay. into 2022 we should be yeah. riding this uh yeah. this uh upside to our current uh current situation
2: right and it's tough because every market's different you know scottsdale and naples get a lot more attention than you know places in texas or carolina so every market is different but for the most part markets across the board and we our algorithms serve Palm Springs all the way to Hilton Head, even in Virginia. And lead generation or lead volume is not sold down for any of those markets. So it's, it's a good sign even for the clubs that might feel a little bit like they're not in the quote-unquote sunbelt hot areas.
1: Anything else you'd like to suggest for club managers as they move forward through this process?
2: Yeah, just uh, continue to use the data. I know a lot of clubs are – have this kind of newfound capital as well, with all the, the new members coming in. Um, if they're going to invest capital into improvement plans for the clubs, you know, feel free to reach out to us or club benchmarking, you know, whomever, um, to get the data on that of what you should build. Because I think a lot of club officials and board members would be surprised at some of the demand in the next nine to 12 months that we're seeing that they might not be considering before they invest that kind of capital. Um, i.e. dog parks and you know healthier lifestyle even formal dining is making a comeback you would never would have thought of that three or four years ago it was all casual but we're seeing a strong demand for formal dining now so um, we have a lot of data uh, to say the least that can help with those efforts
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we focus so much on uh, data this year with our podcast and and talking through those. And that's so vital in making those decisions. So it's really cool to have options to tap into um, to kind of to find out what your potential new members actually are going to be seeking as you move forward.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's we're a data driven society anymore, even at the the private club level. So to, you know, to have um, the right imagery and the messaging going out. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny, I, I tell clubs all the time that when in terms of motivation of what's motivating people to buy a membership in general, the golf amenities are like on the four on the list It's social interaction with others, beauty of landscaping, believe it or not, um weather, you know, all these things are way more to a consumer than the actual golf course itself. So take those that um, that data and that motivation, and incorporate that into your marketing efforts, and you'll be hitting on things that you, the consumer doesn't even know they are. Yeah,
1: that's a great nugget.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I appreciate you so much for joining us today and giving us, giving our listeners something to think about kind of as we move forward and dealing with these wait lists and this, these capacity issues. You know, we're in a good situation to have with all of this demand, but it's a, right. a savvy club management professional who figures out how to manage it all.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's you know, even golf at its peak levels right now still comes with challenges. So I think it'll always be that way.
1: Okay. So today is December 13th as we're recording and it is the final day for early bird registration for the World Conference, but so it which means World Conference is not that far away.
0: No, it is really not.
1: <laughs> and we are excited to announce our opening business session speaker Robin Benincasa. It's going to be a great opportunity to take an invigorating thrill ride to leave you energized. She is a world champion Eco Challenge adventure racer. She has a 20, she's a 20-year veteran San Diego f- firefighter, a world champion adventure racer, a 2014 CNN Hero, a Guinness World Record endurance kayaker, and a best-selling author. She inspires people to grab life with one hand, grab their teammates with the other, and to achieve audacious goals that they could never accomplish alone. And she'll be featured on Sunday, February 20th from 8 to 10 a.m., and that's Pacific time. Uh, Her presentation will be included in the package of uh, featured speakers for our virtual conference registration. So if you know you can't get away from your club, it's a great opportunity to hook up and listen to six of our amazing general session and featured speakers
0: uh, throughout the course of the week. Amazing, She's uh, Robin sounds like a truly amazing human and I'm really excited to listen to her share even just like a nugget of, of her mindset and like how she trains not just her body but her brain to do all of those things because it's truly incredible. I'm very excited to, uh, to hear her, her speak. Absolutely. And listen,
1: if you want more information about the World Conference, head to our website, cma.org backslash conference, find out all the details, all the education sessions, all the options, all the activities. I mean, we are, there is so much fun stuff. You know, I can't wait to see everybody in person. And I know that that everybody's gonna be blown away with
0: with the uh, program that's been put together. Facts. And we're all just real excited to be able to be back together again. So we're pulling out all the stops as it were. Um,
1: San Diego in February, not a bad place to be. Not at all, can
0: confirm, tis delightful. Um, Speaking of World Conference and things to do in preparation for World Conference, it is time to cast your CMAA vote. So voting opened last week. So, you know, please, you know, take a minute to head online, cmaa.org slash vote. Uh, you can check out all of our candidates and learn more about the process of voting and how it works. But it's convenient, can be done online at your leisure. Um, but go ahead and head over to cmaa.org slash vote and cast your vote now. No, don't, you can do it on site at World Conference if you want, but you can also do it like today, right now even, while you're listening. You could do it from your phone, maybe. So, <laughs> head on over to cmaa.org slash vote to learn more. And I want to give one more, well, probably not one more. We'll plug this one more time in our next episode. But a reminder to everyone that you have until December 31st to apply for National Committee Service. If you are interested in being a volunteer for your association, if you want to give back to your association, um, say, know to be a more active participant if you're um, an up-and-coming manager who has always been curious about how the governance of our organization works and you want to be a part of that now is your chance Um, we're always looking for for folks from all walks of life all levels of experience to participate on our committees Um, and so now is the time to apply you can find that application online Um, You can head right to our homepage. There's a link right from the homepage to get you to the application. It's very easy. Um, But we would love to have your voice involved in our committee process. And we're always looking, like I said, we're always looking for some new faces some new ideas, new voices. Um, And now is your chance to do so. So please get those applications completed by December 31st. You have like nine to 18 days. Can I math? Is that right? something no like books. that. Yeah, you're, you're Close really enough. There, eighteen. It's fine. You have a, a couple weeks to get it done, but we yeah. would really, really love to have your participation. So, December 31st, National Committee Service homepage. You can find the link right there. I think that's all I have for announcements, Melissa. Did you have anything else <laughs> that we needed to add?
1: That's a wrap for today, but we will be back with you to talk more about research
0: later this month. Hooray! And until then, I'm Kyle and that's Melissa and we will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. The Let's Talk Club Management podcast is a podcast of the Club Management Association of America. Since 1927, CMAA has been the largest professional association for managers of membership clubs throughout the US and internationally. The objectives of the association are to promote relationships between club management professionals and other similar professions, to encourage the education and advancement of members, and to provide the resources needed for efficient and successful club operations. Under the covenants of professionalism, education, leadership, and community, CMAA continues to extend its reach as the leader in the club management practice. CMAA is headquartered in Alexandria, Virginia, with 42 professional chapters and more than 40 student chapters and colonies.